I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast welcome to locatora radio season nine love, love at, at first, first listen. listen this season we're falling in love with podcasting all over again with new segments correspondence and a new sound listen to locatora radio as part of the michael dura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. What a jag! Huh? Welcome! Come in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we chatter box coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from inside your eardrums, providing marginal sports talk radio all night long from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Here we are together, side by side. Isn't that amazing? So our lead this hour comes from the 
shrinks chair, if you will, specifically the NFL draft now less than two weeks away and the future of Trevor Lawrence, which is all but done. We know what's going to happen, don't we? But if you didn't see this story, maybe you haven't been paying attention because of other things going on. I will give you the brief recap. So Sports Illustrated, which apparently is still a thing, I used to read that all the time when I was a kid, and then I just think the internet came along, and then that was it. But apparently Sports Illustrated is still in business, and they recently did a big write-up on the presumptive number one pick in the NFL draft for, from Jacksonville. And according to the patriarch of the Lawrence family, this is the interesting stuff. I'm, I'm going to skip out all the other bull crap. I'm just going to give you the interesting stuff. So according to the patriarch of the Lawrence family, uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence isn't a win a Super Bowl at all costs type of guy. Not his driving force. Uh, he's like, okay, you can overlook that. A lot of players in the NFL, you know, they'd like to win, but they don't really have that as the end-all, be-all. He's not in the, in the minority on that, although you don't normally say it, and this was his dad saying it. Uh, but wait, there's more. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's old high school coach, was interviewed by SI and said that the quarterback out of Clemson could walk away from football at any time and be perfectly fine. What whoa. whoa. Uh, now, in the article I am referencing here, Lawrence himself announced that he has nothing to prove. How about that? Quote, I think that's unhealthy. You know, proving stuff. Just always thinking. Lawrence said, this is a quote, that you've got to prove somebody wrong. You've got to do more. You've got to be better. Lawrence doesn't want any of that. All right, so you know what this calls for. All right, these these comments call for it is the time of the show where we parse the story around Trevor Lawrence. And again, in a nutshell, it's his dad saying he's not really that worried about Super Bowls. His high school coach, he could quit and walk away. Lawrence himself saying that he's not a prove-it guy. He doesn't want to prove anything to you. Who are you? All right, so let us discuss the question. How concerned should Urban Meyer be with these quotes percolating out of this article from Sports Illustrated? So my observations, you've got the electrician, Beavers and Olympics. And we will lock all of these things together into a Maller monologue. And we will start right now with number one. Number one. So Urban Meyer can spin, 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 spin. He can join the spin doctors if he wants. Uh, but this is problematic on several levels for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence's quotes are, you know, it, it's enough, the people around him, the people that were close to him, and his own quote, enough to give you an ulcer if you take a step back. And, and you, you, have, you have to make a, a pile of, you know, on one side you've got players X, and the other side you've got players Y, you go back and forth on this. But the players that are motivated by criticism, if you made a pile of those players on one side, and then on the other side, you put a pile of players that are not motivated by uh, criticism, which pile do you think is going to be bigger? 
Ding, 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 ding. That is correct, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you know, there's different things you can do here. You can, you know, it's, it's kind of like an orange. Right? There's a couple of different ways you can peel an orange. Uh, but every all-time great, every single all-time great, in my experience watching sports in my life, their driving force has been the haterade. So much so, it's become a trope. It's, it's, it's cliche. It, uh, one of the greats of all time, Michael Jordan, in his Hall of Fame speech, Hall of Fame speech. Michael Jordan thanked his detractors for the motivation. He credited them for being the driving force behind his legacy with the Chicago Bulls and his work ethic uh, in those years in his NBA career. And Jordan needed this jet fuel, even pulling some of it out of thin air to get the engine started. You hear similar things about Tom Brady and uh, – it just continues on and on. It sounds like, to me, it sounds like Trevor Lawrence needs to call an electrician because it appears to be a, a wiring issue. There's like a wire. I'm not sure what it is, but it from the sound of it, he's not hardwired the way that you would like the number one pick in the NFL draft to be hardwired. It's problematic. Now, the second thing here, while Trevor Lawrence says it's unhealthy to try and prove critics wrong, uh, that part of it's troubling, right? The, the even more concerning statement, though, is the one that came from the high school coach. That the, the coach who said he could walk away tomorrow and be fine. Close quote. You draft a quarterback at the very, very top, and you have other options. Now, they're not as good as this guy, but you have other options. You're expecting that player to not only be a foundational player, but obviously be there for the long term unless they get hurt. But reading the room here, the implication I got from this story, the implication was that Trevor Lawrence just doesn't have that deep-rooted passion for football. It's not the most important thing to him, and you can say who cares about that, but I always say remember the tuna. I always say remember the tuna. Bill Parcells, uh, the the, uh, the model which he started and, and then was hijacked by Bill Belichick with the Patriots, and Parcells used to rant and rave, I want beavers, he would say. right? He'd go on and on like that, and you know, he'd say, well, why, why do you want beavers? Well, what do beavers do? All they do is chop down trees, right? Nothing else. All Their only goal there is to chop down trees, and Parcells would say, I just want people that think about football. Right, all that stuff. And a lot of meathead football coaches have said that over the years. Well, if that's your your goal, if you're Urban Meyer, for example, then it would appear that Trevor Lawrence is not not for you. Not for you. Now, in light of Andrew Luck, you can't have a conversation about a quarterback with bohemian tendencies without bringing up Andrew Luck, who quit. Call it what it is. He's a quitter, Andrew Luck, on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he didn't retire at the end of a season and then not come back. No, he led the Colts on that he was going to play another season. And then a couple of weeks before the start of the regular season, he says, ah, that's it. I don't feel like playing. I'm done. Right? So now this is no big deal until it becomes a big deal. So the question, do you really want to set yourself up for more future heartburn in Duval County? Uh, now, similar things were said about Andrew Luck. I recall when he was at Stanford, he was the nerdy quarterback. He was different than 
other quarterbacks before him and all that stuff. And and yet when Andrew Luck quit and you know couldn't hack the NFL anymore, people were acting blindsided when he sashayed away. They're like, well, I can't believe it. I can't. Another guy that comes up here on this list of quarterbacks that in recent drafts have had this tag where, you know, football's not the most important thing, Josh Rosen, right? Josh Rosen was also tagged as a guy who, you know, he's a tennis player, you know, he's good at football at UCLA, he didn't really love football, he didn't need football, came from some money, and he has been a total zero in the NFL, an abject failure. An abject failure. Uh, And there are more examples, but those are the ones that I wanted to use right now. All right, final point. So if I was running the Jaguars, uh, I would be going DEFCON 1 is what I would be doing. I'm talking lights and sirens emergency because we are now less than two weeks away from the draft and the Messiah, the the projected savior of Jacksonville football, uh, has uh, just... Popped a, a tire. There's a flat tire there uh, for for Lawrence. Now, in terms of raw talent, you would be delighted to to take Trevor Lawrence, and that's ultimately what's going to happen. He's been teasing NFL scouts for years. Every quarterback in the league, though, is what They're, you get in the NFL because you have tremendous talent. You have a great skill set, but the margins are razor thin, and so it's it's kind of like the Olympics. Right, the Olympics come around every so often, and the difference between a gold medal and not even getting a medal is often milliseconds in many of the Olympic events. And so, it's it, to me, it's very similar with the quarterback. Uh, Tom Brady, as great as Brady's been, there's another parallel dimension where Brady never got a shot, and then went back and tried to play baseball and failed, and then ended up selling insurance. Right in that other dimension. I mean, so we're talking about milliseconds. the The difference between good and bad is really often the the minute details. And because there are so many variables to consider in the NFL draft, this is one one of the things that I I complain about all the time about the draft. I don't like it. I'm not a big fan because it's a total crapshoot most of the time. You take a guy like Trevor Lawrence. You look at the comps. You say athletically and his ability, he should be great. But then you look at the other stuff, you're like, well, he's not really that into it. And his high school coach said he could just walk away. Uh, and you're like, what, what do we have here? Right? Is this a fake it till you make it type situation? But the, the variables, all things being equal, attitude, motivation, desire to be an all-time great, those are gargantuan things you have to consider. I mean, it's as plain as the nose on your face here. Now, there is a grand conspiracy that has been bouncing around the pinball machine of sports talk. And since I do overnights, I'm allowed to go down Conspiracy Theory Avenue, and I've, I've got my, my trusty tinfoil hat on. So the conspiracy theory is that this is an intentional act that Trevor Lawrence's uh, his camp has concerns about Jacksonville, even though he's a Southern boy. The uh, the last-ditch push to avoid having to play for the Jags and that people around Trevor Lawrence would rather he play in New York, number two pick. The Jets have the number two pick. That would provide um, more off-the-field 
revenue. Imagine how upset, though, the people that spent all that money on that high-end toaster would be if Lawrence ends up not going to play in Jacksonville. Now, what are the odds that something crazy happens? You can't say zero. You can never say zero. I mean, there could be a big scandal between now and the the beginning of the NFL draft. Uh, There's a lot of things that we can't predict, but as far as the odds that Jacksonville does not does not take Trevor Lawrence or, or ends up making some kind of trade, uh, I'm going to say it's plus 9,000, which implies there is a chance, but it's a 1% chance. Right? You always leave that 1%. You say, would you take the 99 or the 1%? Unlikely, but you never say never, because nobody knows anything. And it's the old chaos theory that percolates and continues uh, to Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening gone in a flash welcome in the beginning of another hour of the ben maller show we are in the air everywhere as we channel our inner windbag coast to coast border to border and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of fsr emanating live from under the moonlight camouflaged By the darkness here, the Fox Sports Radio Studios, and we are back at it again. Our lead this hour comes from Pro Bouncy Ball. It was the big story of the day. It relates to the Brooklyn Nets, specifically the future of LaMarcus Aldridge, one of their big pickups not that long ago. And if you have not been paying attention and you somehow missed it, you were living in a bubble Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge will never play for the Nets again, at least if you take his word on it. He abruptly retired from the NBA. Now, he's got a good reason for it. Why did he retire? He experienced an irregular heartbeat. Imagine how scary that would be uh, during what proved to be his final game with Brooklyn and then exited stage right. Aldridge posting a prepared statement on social media saying that the heart issue which he's had his entire career, was one of the scariest things he's ever experienced. It happened in a Nets-Lakers game, which was also a very scary experience for gamblers who figured that was a gimme. Uh, Now, LaMarcus was diagnosed with this syndrome that causes a rapid heartbeat. This was when he was a rookie. I remember when he came into the NBA, he was drafted by the Bulls, traded to the Blazers, and then he missed a handful of games. They were trying to figure out what was going on. There was some question whether or not he was going to be able to play at all because of the heart issue. And we've seen basketball players that have had heart problems and then end up like dying on the court. Like this has happened uh, multiple times over the years. And so they, they got it under control. And for the most part, LaMarcus Aldridge has not had many setbacks until till now, but he wrote for 15 years He had put basketball first, and now it is time to put my health and my family first, he said. So this led to former Blazer teammate, current Blazer superstar, Dame Lillard, to go over the top, calling for his franchise. He's the the big man on campus there in Portland to retire LaMarcus Aldridge's number 12 jersey. And he wasn't kidding, by the way. This was not some kind of joke, and he was not just buttering biscuits. 
He said in some podcast interview, it's time for the Blazers to retire number 12. He had an amazing career in a Trailblazers uniform. But wait, there's more. Uh, Damian Lillard added, there is no denying the kind of career that he had in Portland and what he meant to this city. Uh, So I think that the proper respect is to retire that jersey because of who he was and what he did for this organization. All right, so let us discuss. Uh, The question, let's focus in on that. Let's kind of lock in on that. So the question, is LaMarcus Aldridge's career in Portland number retirement worthy? I'm shaking my head no. I'm shaking my head no. Keep in mind, he is a Hall of Famer, but he still should not have his number retired. Both these things can be true. Both these things can be accurate. Now, my thoughts on this. You've got DeForest, Skittles, and Hunter S. Thompson. And we will tie all of these things together. Now, A, Damian Lillard, great player, fun to watch. On this one, he's completely wrong. Bad take by Damian Lillard. He's out of his bloody mind. Pump the brakes on LaMarcus Aldridge having his number retired. It's an overreaction. Overreaction. And as an impartial, open-minded observer, hiding out in the overnight, this thing is absurd, right? In the courtroom, if you were to try this like it was in a courtroom, Damian Lillard would be tagged as a biased witness, Okay, a biased witness. Uh, Now, I get it, right? He was teammates for a couple of years in Portland. There's a kinship there. There's a bond, the fraternal order of professional athletes. And the issue, though, is he's too far into the forest to see the trees. It's problematic. It's kind of like going up to a parent and saying, hey, do you think your kid should be on honor roll? Like 99.9% of parents who are any you know, halfway decent, say, well, of course, blindly, yes. Uh, but listen, Aldridge put up stats. There's no debating that. Uh, he had statistical success with the Trailblazers. And my position is just about anybody can put up stats. He averaged about 21 and 8, I think, somewhere in that area when he was with the Blazers. But there's other criteria, right? Like, were you part of great teams? That's a team thing, not an individual thing, but it does go a long way to you getting – the number retired. Were you beloved? Oh my God, you were beloved. You have to be. You have to have that, right? You have to have that. Um, we have had way too many numbers retired in sports. I have been a long time anti, not anti-vaxer. I've been an anti-number retirement guy, right? The NBA, especially the the, the Mark Eaton. The only tangible skill Mark Eaton had in his era was blocking shots for the Utah Jazz. The Jazz retired his number. I have nothing against Mark Eaton. I think it's absurd that his number at 53 is retired in Salt Lake. Dikembe Mutombo has had his number retired by two different teams, the Nuggets and the Hawks. Uh, The the Celtics, uh, like the Yankees in baseball, the Celtics have retired so many numbers. Cedric Maxwell, Cornbread, has has his number retired uh, by the Celtics. The Cavaliers retired Zildrunas Ilgaskis' number. If you remember him, the big burly center has his number retired. Tim Hardaway, who I always associated with the Golden State Warriors, his number's retired by the Miami Heat. I can go on, but I'm just using these as examples. As, as, let's, let's put the stops 
on on this, and we don't need to retire LaMarcus Aldridge's number. It's okay. You can say he had a good career and all that, and we have been advocates of the ring of honor, and we think teams should do that rather than retire numbers. Now, part B of this, there are many in the basketball media, and Damian Lillard included in this, who are guilty of what we call being a prisoner of the moment. Right? This is a let-it-breathe situation. Take a deep breath. Meditate, right? Uh, you got to meditate a little bit. We have some people trying to, I believe, rewrite history. And one of the one of the blessings and the curses of being in this chair for a long time is I have been bloviating in the middle of the night about different stories over the years, and so I have a vague memory, vague memory of uh, some of these stories. And so when it comes to Lamarcus Aldridge and Damian Lillard talking about how beloved he was and how uh, he, he did so much for the community in Portland. Well, there was a different song that was playing uh, several years back. And the reality, and I'm, I'm about to give you a reality check, right? The reality check. LaMarcus Aldridge, at least by the end, I don't know if it started this way, but I know by the end of his time in Oregon, he despised, he loathed having to play for the Trailblazers. He felt Portland was too small a pond for him. It was a boring city. And and there were rumors for years before he finally ended up leaving as a free agent, but Portland considered trading him. They didn't. He wasn't happy. I remember it was one year there was a scandal because, not really a scandal, but there was a controversy because Aldridge, anticipating that he was going to be traded and he wanted to be traded, he like did not review any, uh, did not renew any of his sponsorships, like his car deal. He had all these local sponsors in Portland, and he bailed out on all of them. Uh, and it was a, it was a, it was a decent story locally there in Portland. Then he became a free agent. He skedaddled to hang out with our buddy Charlie in San Antonio with the Spurs, a Western Conference rival of the Blazers. Now, as for the argument that Lamarcus Aldridge should have his number retired because he's going in the Hall of Fame. This argument doesn't hold water with me. Right? Not every Hall of Famer has their number retired, nor should they. Right? Why? In basketball, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, they have what's known as an open-door policy when it comes to the Hall of Fame. They hand out Hall of Fame bids like you would hand out those little mini packets of Skittles on Halloween, uh, you get a packet, you get a packet, you get an invitation, you get an invitation. Just to prove my point, I often bring up the name Muffet McGraw, but it's unfair to Muffet McGraw because there's other Hall of Famers that are just as big a joke. Dino Raja, who played for the Celtics, made zero All-Star games as an NBA player, is in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, Sharunis uh, Marshallonis. You might not remember him if you're, unless you're old, but he played for the Golden State Warriors Who? and some other teams. He averaged less than 13 points a game with Golden State. No all-star games. He's in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. So we can go on and on. Now, the last word here. How big a blow is the LaMarcus Aldridge injury for the Brooklyn Nets, right? Well, on the Maller scale of concern, Maller scale of concern, 1 to 10, with 10 being play taps, it's all over. Uh, this is only a three. I'm only going a three. And I believe I'm going high on the Maller scale of concern for LaMarcus Aldridge as far as the Nets are concerned. Now, why am I going three? 
Because, again, this is another situation where people are reacting, I believe, disproportionately to the situation. And there's a quote from uh, the, the great writer, the great late writer, Hunter S. Thompson, who said, you can't miss what you never had. And for all intensive purposes, Brooklyn never had LaMarcus Aldridge. You know how many games he played? Five! He played five games in a Nets uniform. He took a total of 130 minutes. That's it. Uh, that's a nanosecond in the big picture. And so Brooklyn will go as far as the three Musketeers take them, but that didn't really change. Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Uncle Drew. Right? Those are the three guys that have to lead the way, period, hard stop. And now Brooklyn, they're going to have to pull. The, the interesting part of the net side of this is now that LaMarcus Aldridge is kaput and on ice and good for him, heart, you don't mess around with the heart. Life's a very fragile thing, right? And the fragility of life, so fine. But the Nets now have to pull a Jen Saki at the White House and circle back to DeAndre Jordan. Who? And this is where it gets awkward. This is where it gets awkward because, you know, listen, I, I am a, a fan of De, uh, DeAndre, uh, my, my guy, my homie from the Lob City Clipper days back, back in the glory days, before the new glory days for the Clippers with Kawhi. But he was deep in the doghouse with the Nets, DeAndre Jordan. There were people talking about him being bought out because he did not have a role on the Nets. He was on the naughty list. They brought LaMarcus Aldridge in to replace the minutes that DeAndre Jordan was playing. He was marginalized, and even though they considered getting rid of DeAndre Jordan, now they need him. They need those alley-oop hammer dunks from DJ, right? This guy coming down like a Mack truck with a power dunk in your face, right? That's what they got. Now, they had him on standby. Uh, and we'll see see what he's got left there for the for the Nets, but that's that's the the move. But again, it all goes back to Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Those are the three guys. Uh, everything else, it's like an extra piece of pie. I like an extra piece of pie. I wouldn't turn down an extra piece of pie. But if I don't get an extra piece of pie, I'm okay. I my life's not going to change dramatically. It's the Maller scale of pie. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Coop Dalu. So Major League Baseball is testing out a pretty radical rule change in the Atlantic League by having the mound moved a foot further away from home plate. Now, this is uh, because so many pitchers now are throwing at such high speeds that they're thinking moving the mound back may create some more contact. Ben, you think this is a good idea? All right, so the word for this is unnecessary, right? The reason that contact is down is because it is not a focal point. It's not a point of emphasis for hitters in professional baseball today. If baseball wants to get contact back, then they should pay 
for contact. They don't pay for that. They pay for this dopey Fugazi launch angle. That's where the money is. If you valued the approach like Tony Gwynn or Wade Boggs had back in the day, then that would change. And and the, the other thing, from what I have been hearing and from what I have been reading, moving the mound back one foot will give the batters like eight of uh, one hundredth of a second more to react to pitches. Now, it's only an experiment, and that's why they have this minor league set up and they destroyed minor league baseball, got rid of a bunch of teams because uh, they want to use this as uh, Frankenstein's laboratory. But I, 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 don't, I don't think it's necessary. The mound has always been 60 feet, 6 inches. The, the bases have been 90 feet whether it's Cy Young, Babe Ruth, Clayton Kershaw, whoever. All right, next. So reports not too long ago had Mac Jones to the 49ers as a lock, and then uh, now we're hearing that uh, that shouldn't be believed and the 49ers are actually targeting Justin Fields. Uh, ben, who should the 49ers be targeting? Well, none of the above, but they got to pick you, you gun to your head. You got to pick somebody. It would be Justin Fields, right? The only red flag on Justin Fields is the stigma of being a quarterback from the Ohio State University. That is not a pro. USC quarterbacks haven't done well in the NFL. Ohio State quarterbacks haven't done that well in the NFL. But in terms of athletic ability, skill set, he is the prototypical quarterback for the 2020s. Justin Fields checks every box in that department. Mac Jones does not. Uh, Mac Jones is like a 1957 Cadillac, uh, you know, Big, bulky, outdated, uh, can get it done, you know, too slow, a little clunky. Can be effective, but you didn't draft a guy like that uh, in the first round. All right, next. So it seems like Ben Simmons is just going after everyone. The other day you talked about Simmons taking shots at the Nets, and now he's going after Rudy Gobert. He said he should win Defensive Player of the Year over Gobert, not only because he can guard all five positions and Gobert can't, but also because he's not considered a scorer and he dropped 42 on Gobert. Does Simmons make good points? No, and we pointed this out. Listen, he, he thinks if he repeats a lie enough, people will believe it, right? So the, the man that shot Liberty Valance, just, you know, when the legend becomes the fact, go with the legend. He had 42 points, but when matched up against Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons was 3 of 7. He had 9 of his 42 points. Not impressed. How do we do? He passed. There it is. That's the winner. Put it on the board. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. Hi, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. These are all submitted by listeners. If you would like to add to the unpaid, underappreciated joke writing cartel of the Maller Militia. You can send your jokes in care of Ben Maller Show at gmail.com. Put jokes in the headline. You can send them anywhere, anytime. You can send them now. You can send them tomorrow. You just have to get them in by uh, you know, early in the day on Thursday. Otherwise, uh, they will not make it on the show. All right, here we go. Uh, hear the music. I hear Roberto. I hear Eddie. We're in good shape. How does Lizzo plan to leave her mark on the world? I, I don't know. How does she plan to do that? With sinkholes. <laughs> so Surfer Todd, the comedian. What was Lizzo's favorite Tom Hanks movie? Big? Yes. Uh, you've heard that one before. That's JD in Boston. Uh, Lizzo's favorite hockey team growing up? 
Oh, I should probably know this. Uh, the Whalers? Yes, the Hartford Whalers. <laughs> you did, you, wow, Eddie, you're very good. All right, what was Liz, why was Lizzo? Uh, why did Lizzo become an uh, astronomer? I, I don't know that one. Why did she do that? Oh, to test the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> that was an easy one. It's, uh, all those from JD in Boston. How did Lizzo get a giant iPad? I don't know. How did she do that? She sat on her iPhone. <laughs> so, Eric, Eric in Iowa, Eric from Iowa. Uh, why is Lizzo's dessert orders like some stoppages in an ice hockey? Uh, she likes icing on them. Oh, you've heard that one too, Eddie. I guess we got to come up with some new Lizzo's. That's George in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, why did LaMarcus Aldridge retire? Uh, it was a heart issue, I heard. No, his heart just wasn't in it anymore. That's kind of right. Bill from Iowa. Did you hear about the homeless guy who snuck on at USC? I did hear about that. Our friend Petros told us about that. Yeah, big story. Petros had the scoop on the radio in L.A. They figured something was off, Eddie, when he kept asking Clay Helton, PayPal me money! (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't quite figure it out. Every time he would go back to catch a punt. It's a bill from Iowa. Did you know a reporter got a live rat in the mail from Dave Kingman yeah, back you, in the you day. you told us that story yesterday, I believe. Yeah, or as, or as Weedman calls it, DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> Bill from Iowa. So good, Bill. So good. Unbelievably good joke right there. All right. It's possible Tiger Woods may never play professional golf again. Where could he still have a career on Sundays, though? Uh, the NASCAR circuit? Yes, you've heard that one, too. That's Surfer Todd, <laughs> the comedian. The punchline assassin has returned. What do you call a homeless man catching punts at USC? I, I don't know. Tell me. A walk-on. <laughs> there you go. It's just Josh in Cincinnati. Did you know, with all the new gun laws, they say only criminals will end up having firearms, Eddie? Oh, is that right? It's good news for Urban Myers players there. That's <laughs> it's uh, Gary from uh, Youngstown, Ohio. Well, big big news that the Ben Maller show may be visiting Amish countries sometime in the future. Yeah, I heard you mentioned something about that. Yeah, Dick and Dayton will provide the music. Doc Mike will bring refreshments, and Tammy in Montana will pull the buggy. So, Gordon. In Tacoma, Who Gordy is that, also Shirley? Sent, no, it's Gordy in Tacoma. He also sent this one in. Gordon in Tacoma. Uh, oh, actually, this is Tammy's rebuttal. Excuse me, this is Tammy's rebuttal. Gordon in Tacoma was so fat when he was young, Eddie. Oh, uh, how how fat was he? The priest told him, "Let's just be friends." <laughs> wow. Jeez. Oh, All right, what? <laughs> That's not right. What's the difference between Ozzy Momentum's jokes and uh, his manhood? Uh, what's the difference? Nobody laughs at his jokes. <laughs> how did how did beer drinking Brian and know that half pint was the woman for him? Uh, how did he know? When she only came up to his waist. There you go. That's like just Josh. Uh, what did what did doctors find at the bottom of beer drinking Brian's liver? Oh boy, I don't know. The worm. <laughs> so, just Josh. There, Coop. You got anything here, Coopaloo? I don't. You don't? All right. Coop's out for now. See if we can find something. 
what is Doc Mike's favorite reference book? This is from Dave in Mill Valley. Um, I don't know. The Yellow Pages? No, no. He likes the Encyclopedia. Yeah. is better. Eh, I don't know. Uh, why did Rachel and Montebello stop uh, taking the pill? Uh, I don't know. Why? She started singing instead. Wow. <laughs> Come on, Eric. That's not right, man. That's not right. She's a lovely lady. My apologies to her. Uh, did you hear that Coop's girlfriend is thinking of leaving him because of his uh, obsession with poker? No, I did not hear that. Yeah, he, he said uh, she's bluffing is what he, that's what he <laughs> said. Yeah, that's uh, just Josh in Cincinnati. Uh, what do you get when Roberto takes a Friday off? Uh, what do you get? Really lame jokes, Eddie. Really, <laughs> really lame jokes. This from Just Josh in Cincinnati. Did you hear that many citizens in Florida were hoping that the uh, septic pond uh, with the leaky dam would flood them? Oh, really? Yeah, apparently they were wanting it to wash away the smell from Weed Man Hippie. So they were trying to get that <laughs> no, That smell's not going to go yeah, You can't wash milk, that smell out. Milkman Mike in Colorado. We have a bunch of Sir Scratch-Off jokes. Uh, how is Sir Scratch-Off like a lottery ticket? Uh, how is that? How is you're he? pretty? You're pretty much guaranteed a loser. That's uh, just Josh. <laughs> what do Sir Scratch Off and the state of Arkansas have in common? Uh, I don't know what. They both like to roll inbred. Come on, now that's that's not right, Josh. Come on, man. It's just Josh in Cincinnati. All right. Uh, why do you, oh, you've heard this one before? Should I even read this one? Because you're gonna, you know, we've all heard this joke. Why do ducks fly upside down? You know that one. I don't know that one. Or, oh, really? Okay. Why do f- ducks fly upside down over Sir Scratchoff's house and truck? Uh, why is that? There's nothing worth crapping on. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy. Are you, back, are you back feeding the ducks, by the way? I have not fed the ducks in a while, unfortunately. I need to get back out. You think they the wonder ducks. where you've gone? No, I don't think they think about me at all. But they, when I show up, they it's it's like, uh, what was that movie, the... Uh, the birds? The, no, not the birds. But it was kind of the birds. But it was uh, the animals just follow you around. The birds just follow you around. That's my dog. Jumanji. It was like Jumanji. I get a parade of, of birds. All right. Why don't we pause for the cause here? And we will have, do you want the Brian Fenley radio roast? Would you like the Deshaun Watson radio roast? What do you want, Eddie? You make the call. Well, that is a tough call. Yeah, Brian Finley or <sighs> I, I guess uh, we've had we've had a lot of Deshaun stuff. Let's let's yeah. go for Finley. All right. <laughs> Very awkward person that works at the company here, Brian Finley. He's a well, he's that, a good guy. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right, we will have the Brian Finley radio roast, fake news, Finley. And all of that right around the corner. We'll get to it. We will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And the jokes continue by request from Eddie Garcia, the Brian Finley radio roast. Uh, Finley came in here when Eddie was away the other day and tried to bogart the show and was a spectacular failure. So that led to the joke writers to have a field day. Uh, what did Manti Teo say when he found out Brian Finley has a girlfriend? Uh, I don't know. What did he say? She was mine first. <laughs> Eric in Iowa. Uh, why did Brian uh, Finley keep 
failing his public speaking classes. Uh, I don't know why. Every time he gave a speech, Ben kept interrupting him. That's why. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I wonder he what couldn't, that feels like. He couldn't handle it. See, you handle it, Eddie. You just keep going. <laughs> you, you interrupt Brian one time, and it's, oh, my God, it's like 27 minutes. All right, what do Brian uh, Finley's ego and a lion have in common? What could they possibly have in common? They both have to be tamed. It's from Eek in Roseville, <laughs> Minnesota. By the way, I did send Coop a bunch of jokes. I don't know if he wants to use any of those. Uh, what two groups of people can fit comfortably in a broom closet? I'm sure one of them is the Finley Fanatics. Well, it's all you're right. It's all members of the Finley Fanatics, as well as anyone who's ever requested a David Gascon cameo video. They can all <laughs> fit side by side there. That's from the Weapon. The Weapon sent that one in. Uh, David Gascon. Yeah. What gets blown up quicker than a Blair phone call? Uh, I don't know what. Brian Finley's girlfriend on a Friday night. (laughs) 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 Bill from Iowa. All right. Why did Brian Finley's girlfriend break up with him? Uh, I don't know why. Well, apparently his updates last longer than some other things there, Eddie. That's that's Kurt Kurt from Earth. (laughs) Sent that one in. (laughs) Uh, Why was uh, Brian Finley born late? Uh, I don't know why. Apparently, his doctor had to give a 27-minute update before delivery, so it would be appropriate there. So just Josh in Cincinnati who sent that one in. Did you know Brian Finley's girlfriend likes bad boys? Oh, really? Yeah, when they first met, he was breaking the law by being within 500 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. Wow. So Gary from Youngstown. Oh, hi. But Gary, he brings the flamethrower. He does not hold back. He does not hold back. All right. You know how Brian's uh, girlfriend did something on their first date that she'd never done before, Eddie? I didn't know. What what did she do? She got to sit in the front seat of a car. (laughs) 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 That's enough, Finley jokes. Coop, you got anything over there, Coop? Uh, Yeah. How do you... uh... How do you kill 50 flies at once? Yeah, I don't know. You slap Weed Man in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's from JJ, bro. <laughs> Why was Weed Man arrested for failing to appear in court? Uh, well, because he failed to appear in court. No, no, he told he told the judge that he wouldn't show up unless he was paid his appearance fee. Uh, so God. that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Judge said no to that. I don't know. We have a few Deshaun Watson jokes. We have some time. So uh, how do you know that Deshaun would be a bad investor? Uh, How do you know that? He traded his birthday suit for a lawsuit. That's not very good. That's Inca Terror who sent that one in. It's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, Why has Deshaun Watson started smoking pot? Uh, I don't know why. To help him prepare for the big joint. Big joint there. That's uh, Eric. Eric in Iowa. Let's see. Oh, I can't read that one on the air. On second thought, better not read that one. Why is Roger Goodell going to suspend Deshaun Watson? Uh, why is that? Well, he's in trouble for deflating his balls. Eddie. That's a <laughs> violation. That's Chip from Maine. Very funny man, Chip from I Maine. Love her balls. 
Did you know growing up Deshaun Watson was influenced by fairy tales? I, I did not know that. Yeah, when he grew up, he was always looking for a happy ending. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so Tom from Fullerton. Coop, anything else there stand out? Nah. Nothing else. Coop said, uh, okay. Do you hear Deshaun Watson never wanted his massage therapist to feel uncomfortable in his hotel room? Oh, really? Yeah, he always told them to uh, take their uh, hat and jacket off. Uh, that's what he told. That's uh, Surfer Todd. <laughs> Surfer Todd, the comedian. <laughs> oh, these guys. Uh, all right, let's see here. What do Deshaun Watson and the cheating Astros have in common? Uh, what do they have in common? They both have gotten in trouble for uh, banging uh, things or something. I don't know. Uh, that's Rick in uh, Northridge. All right, what Guinness... A world record to Deshaun Watson. What's he about to set here? Uh, tell me. Most money lost playing pop a shot, Eddie. There you go. That's some chip from May. Lame jokes of the week. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.